Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pod save the queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen, the Daily Mirror's royal podcast. I'm your host, Anne Gripper, and I joined Russell Myers via Skype a little bit earlier. Um, He's been pretty busy the last few days, but he had a little bit of time before he dashed away on his next assignment. Apologies if the audio is a little bit fuzzy in places, but I thought it was a good opportunity to catch up with Russell and talk about the last few days since Prince Philip's car crash which have turned into a bit of a PR disaster for the royal family. I mean, that day out in Birkenhead with Meghan and Harry a week ago, it must feel a long time ago, Russell. I know. They said there's a, you know, 24 hours are a long time in politics. Well, this, um, I mean, the royal family, it's getting worse and worse over the last few days. So it has felt, felt like an awful long time. Uh, so let's, well, let's go back right up until, um, you know, Prince Philip's horrific car crash. Um you know, Thursday sort of afternoon, evening, we were sort of notified, Royal Correspondents were notified that uh, the Duke of Edinburgh had been involved in this crash. And at first, the, the, you know, Buckingham Palace were, were playing it down. And I think, um, I'm not too sure whether they were aware of the severity of it. Um, certainly, they had the briefing that he was involved in this accident and that um, he wasn't injured. But then when pictures and eyewitness statements started coming out and, and the real nature of what had happened started to emerge, it, it was it was altogether quite shocking, to be honest. I've seen the picture of a, you know, a Land Rover, big car on its side that's had a 97-year-old man in it. Yeah. Know. I mean, it, 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 the fact that he did walk away from it it did kind of play into this my goodness this man appears to be indestructible oh, it's unbelievable i mean there's a lot of sort of jokes about dukes of hazard the iron duke but i mean um i i was absolutely astonished and still am to be honest i mean he's he's, he's flipped um or been in a car that's been a you know two-ton land rover that's flipped over um and it just walked away largely unscathed and it's just incredible what's happened over the last few days that not only had, you know, he, he'd not gone to hospital. I mean, that's probably true to form. We know he's fiercely independent, headstrong, stubborn, call it what you will. But the fact that he didn't have to go to hospital was probably largely on his insistence, even though he was checked over by a doctor. However, the two women um, and a baby, a nine month old baby that were in the other car did go to hospital. And we've, we, you know, since found out that the passenger in that car Emma Fairweather, who the Sunday Mirror and Daily Mirror have been speaking to exclusively this week, she had a broken wrist and has been told, you know, that she could suffer sort of um, long-term injuries from that. The driver obviously was taken to hospital with um, cuts to her knee, and 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 luckily the nine-month-old baby 
was given the all clear. But the Duke did go to hospital the day after on the Friday, but absolutely astonishingly so. Um, later that uh, on the Saturday, he was actually um, pictured out driving his new Land Rover Freelander uh, on public roads outside Sandringham Estate without a seatbelt. Just absolutely astonishing. And I think, to be honest, I'm, it's very fair in saying that that has really shifted the public opinion, really, that the, you know, the, the Duke sought to tell aides that he needed a new car straight away. And then after that, he's he's pictured driving out on a public road without a seatbelt. That, that that you know almost certainly saved his life just a couple of days before. It's a sort of astonishing behaviour, really. Well, assuming that that was the case, because if he is someone who is won't to drive around without a seatbelt, then maybe you know we we don't at this stage know, and maybe it's even more extraordinary that he did walk away from that. Crash. I mean, uh, you're totally right. I mean, I, I I cannot believe that he wouldn't have had his seatbelt on and been able to sort of walk away unscathed from that, because you know even if you were just shunted from behind in a vehicle, a motor vehicle accident. Um, I think you'd be you know you'd be in trouble by that sense, let alone flipping the car or rolling it. So you know, ultimately, I know he is known. You know, I think the lots have been made that lots of the royal family don't travel with seatbelts on. We've seen the Queen even, you know, less than 24 hours after Philip was in his crash, driving her Range Rover on the Sandringham Estate without a seatbelt. Of course, they were on pub, um, private property then, but but Philip's making a habit of um, driving without a seatbelt on public roads. And I think this is, you know, really sort of a watershed moment in this whole incident because uh, we do know that he has been given, um, you know, in quotes, words of advice by police, uh, Norfolk police, because he was obviously photographed without the seatbelt. That has amounted to an official warning. But as I understand it, you know, there's plenty of concern all around the palace. His own family have been telling him that um, you know, he needs to think about what's actually going on, whether that's the public perception of, of um, how he, you know, how he's being perceived, um, but but then furthermore, for just for his own safety and for other road users, it's um, it's been frankly astonishing few days to be honest. Because I mean, the word the word notorious was used about his his driving around Sandringham. I think in the, one of the reports yesterday from my our, day, our Sunday Mirror colleagues, and you know, it sounds like he is a a known entity on the roads around there. And reading um, Ingrid Seward uh, had written a piece in the paper as well about, um, you know, it sounds like he's always he's always loved driving. He's always loved driving himself. He's always loved cars. I mean, we fished out some pictures of some of his classic cars that he's he's had over the years. And, you know, and reading stories about how when he and the Queen were courting, or Princess Elizabeth, as she was then, he had... A couple of scrapes. Initially, the concern was, oh, what would have happened if if the princess had been, and our future queen had been mm. in the car? Yeah. And then and then there was an incident where she was in the car, and there was you know this sort of um, daredevil persona as such. But he doesn't, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a feeling of maybe he doesn't doesn't care about that. And you mentioned the queen tends to drive without a seatbelt, and we we did see her pictured on the losing track of the days now on the friday, friday without think, yeah. a seatbelt but then she clear and that was commented on that was featured fairly heavily in in one of the papers it was pictured it was pointed out here's the queen driving without a seatbelt the day after her, her husband mm. has walked away from a crash the next day saturday we did see her driving with a seatbelt on which is 
very very unusual and then and then and then you get philip coming out without a seatbelt which to me speaks to the queen being a bit more cute totally 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 savvy and and you know is is um recognizing how this is playing out i mean is you know it's no um over i'm not over egging it when i say this is an absolute pr disaster for the palace and the fact that he uh the duke is seemingly going about his business being if we're being polite we're saying headstrong and independent and if we're saying um you know not it's uh, being bloody foolish but on that token when the the queen uh, as we've exclusively revealed today that the queen has got her most trusted confidant this uh, lady called mary morrison who's been by her side for 60 years as a lady in waiting the very fact that she has asked her to get involved. This is practically like the Queen speaking. And Mary Morrison had um, made several attempts to contact both the driver and the passenger of that car and passing on the Queen's best wishes, saying that everybody in Sandringham was thinking about them. Now, this is particularly savvy on the Queen's part because um, there's been a lot made about how the Duke left the scene within 10 minutes. He didn't stay for the um, you know, for the police to, to 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 arrive and begin their investigation, as did the driver and passenger of that um, that incident, he was taken back to Sandringham, seen by a doctor, um, whilst they had to wait um, quite a long period of time before they were taken by ambulance to the uh, hospital. So uh, there is um there is a sort of a a, a bit of ill feeling i think that the both the passenger and the the driver do feel a bit put out by what has happened and and i think it wouldn't have taken much for philip to get in uh, touch or indeed the palace to um you know send send us a, a message of goodwill sooner than they did so as you know we've been speaking to um emma fairweather the passenger in the car and she's she's been um you know, speaking to us about potentially the duke's attitude to this she feels that it's a bit of a slap in the face that he was out driving uh, just 48 hours after the crash you know the fact that he was seen without a seat belt on he's been spoken to police um he hasn't been in touch with them a lot of people are saying that potentially that isn't the done thing whenever you do have uh, a motor accident with anyone else however i do think that the royal family should be held in higher uh, regard they should be held to higher standards than most of us especially when it takes um you know it, it's taken on this sort of path this incident it's no you know, un- we're not underplaying it we say this has been a complete pr disaster for the, for the palace um and that's I mean, why the queen has, has stood in has, has stepped in at this point because the police said, have said that they are investigating the incident. And I mean, there's a bit of me that thinks, you know, if, if you are normal people, normal drivers and you have a prang, maybe, you, well, there's a bit of it. The human, automatic human reaction would be to say, oh, sorry. Oh, my goodness. I'm really sorry that that's happened, even probably if it wasn't your fault in proper British fashion. Um, because we apologise for when somebody else treads on our foot. But um you know, for the, whether that it could be perceived that, you know, if you apologise that the insurance is going to make something of that and say that you were the one to blame. Um, but this just doesn't feel like that kind of a situation. It's the it royal d- family. I, it's I, different. I th- I think, you know, that when, when there is that situation, most times, unless you are completely in the wrong, um, 
most people would wait to see what the insurance company say. Now, we're dealing with the royal family here. The insurers will probably just pay out for this woman's car. And I think it just lacked a bit of a personal touch, a bit of class. They, you know, they could have sent flowers. They could have sent a message from Buckingham Palace, whether that was from uh, Prince Philip or indeed the Queen so much sooner than they did and it would probably have squashed all the ill feeling it wouldn't have taken much to have said you know anything you require anything you you know our our, our full services are at your disposal and the fact that that didn't happen a full 48 hours after the crash is, is is frankly astonishing so could i mean are there this is still an ongoing police investigation to determine what actually happened in the crash and you know was someone presumably driving without due care and attention because people mm. were, the drivers were breathalyzed weren't they they were they were breathalyzed at the scene and they, they, they were both gave negative readings and of course the police investigation will determine what happened and potentially who was at fault i think one of the sticking points is that um an eyewitness uh right after the crash claimed that prince philip had, had said that he was dazzled by the sun as he was turning out of this junction now um, Emma Fairweather, who I've said was the passenger in the car speaking to the Sunday Mirror and Daily Mirror, has said that she disputes that um, claim because she said it was a grey and particularly dull day. So obviously eyewitnesses will be able to counter that or, or you know, pr- prove that theory. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know how long this will, will drag on for. I mean, yeah, certainly it may be um, longer than police investigation if Emma Fairweather has been, you know, told by doctors to prepare herself for surgery on her wrist. The the shock of what has happened, of course. And, um, you know, it, it, it remains to be seen whether Prince Philip will have to um, be, well, whether he will be asked to voluntarily give up his license. That's certainly been uh, a, a course of action that's being discussed. And I, I, I just think this is a it's a bit of um, a mess at the moment. And uh, and I think that not only the palace, but certainly the family need to need to get a grip of it. Because, you know, it did start out on Thursday afternoon. I was thinking, oh, goodness, they are finally going to have to have that conversation. The family are going to have to have that conversation with him, which you know, many older, you know, my my dad was thinking he was going to have to have that conversation with my gran at some stage that, you know, mum, I really don't think you should be driving anymore. But she 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 realised that actually she didn't feel comfortable and yeah. it wasn't the best thing to be driving and chose herself not to drive anymore. But there is, that is a, often a conversation that children have to have with their elderly parents. And it is a difficult one to have. And you can only imagine how difficult that conversation must be with someone who is as, um, you know, knows his own mind. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I, I, I totally understand that point. And I, and I know it is a um, it's normally a course of um, of independence and, you know, it's an elderly person potentially losing their independence. However, um this is the royal family. He's got drivers at his disposal. He's got um, police protection officers who can drive him anywhere at a moment's notice, 24 hours a day. It it does seem to be particularly stubborn if it is found that, you know, you, you, you have potentially caused an accident or, you know, you've been involved in a serious accident, whether it wasn't your fault. Um I do think that these conversations are going to be had at uh, within close members of the family. So uh, my my view is that the, the the senior members of the royal family are really going to have to step in at this moment and and um, you know perhaps have a very frank and honest chat with the duke. 
We've said whether he's, um, he'll be asked to voluntarily hand over his license. That's obviously one uh, method that could be used by, by the police and, and, the, and, the, and the family. But we know how headstrong and independent he is. So whether that um, is a realistic option it, um, remains to be seen. So, I mean, it must be a worrying time for the family all around, or certainly for the Queen, because it's on two fronts, you know, worrying about an elderly and much-loved grandpa, great-grandpa, husband and father, and also worrying about what is the outward perception of this. Because the word that I've heard used a few times in the office describing, certainly when he came out without the seatbelt, was arrogant, and so mm. the arrogance. And mm. there are, you know, it is a constant balancing act for the royal family because there are people you know who believe that this country shouldn't have a royal family anymore that it is an anachronism it belongs it belongs in the past we should be more modern it's a country of equality and this gives that argument ammunition well i think at the moment we're sort of like a pendulum of people's opinion um, in the UK of, of, of the royal family. You know, we had the huge um, populist sort of movement of Harry and Meghan's wedding. Then we had sort of their tour, which was very successful. The feeling sort of changed with Eugenie's wedding. You know, we exclusively revealed how that wedding was costing the public purse in excess of two million pounds. I thought there was a bit of, sort of why are we paying for this um, in that sense. And then obviously, uh, the Duchess of Sussex has come back from her tour to a raft of headlines about how she's potentially difficult behind palace walls. So this is not going to do them any favours whatsoever. Um, and just exactly what's happened today, the Queen is acutely aware of how this is playing out. And this is why she stepped in. Whether the Duke at 97 really gives a damn about public perception, he's always done things his own way. So my guess is he's being particularly stubborn on this point and how do you tell a man what to do who's never really listened to um people to take advice whether it's courtiers or aides apart from the queen telling him what to do for the last 70 years so i i, I do think we're in a pretty difficult situation and we'll, we'll we'll wait and see how this blows over i mean well whether it will whether he'll be charged whether he'll give up his driving license all these you know factors remain to be seen and they, they could you know swing either way for the royal family Okay, well, thanks for joining us, Russell. I know it's been a super, super busy time. Um, I would imagine that that won't stop any time soon. The Royals are certainly um, keeping us. We never quite know what's coming. We thought we were going to end up talking about all the nice engagements that the Sussexes and the Cambridges had been doing last week. And here we are talking about, you know... I know, yeah. Dra so, well, maybe drama we'll on the highways. It, maybe we'll cover it next week. And tomorrow, on a sort of lighter, great note, that we've got um, Duke of Cambridge, Prince William is in Davos in Switzerland uh, at the World Economic Forum. He's actually turning the tables on us. He's turning journalists. So he is going to be interviewing Sir David Attenborough um, uh, about sort of environmental aspects of you know our future. So I, th I think this is definitely one to look out for. And then obviously we'll update you with the events that have been breaking, which will break throughout the week, I'm sure. Brilliant. Well, sorry for any little Skype burps along the way. We'll try and as many of them as we can. But thanks for your patience, both Russell um, on the line and those of you who have joined us to listen. And until next time... Pod save the Queen! 